Hello and welcome to Tuesday afternoon here on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I'm Tony Colombo, my partner's Katie Fitzpatrick, and we've got another great show for you today. We do. I cannot make my headphones sound right in my head. I don't know what's going on. I just put on my headphones, and this is a rarity mm-hmm. that I say this. Ken Williams must have been listening to these headphones on maximum capacity. Maximum overdrive. Maximum overdrive. And I like my headphones hat, hat, hat. <laughs> and I put these bad boys on and Ken. Holy moly. Brother. They were talking today with Dr. Tobler, uh, Vic and Kenmore, about hearing loss. And boy, howdy. Is that Scary, does that yeah. hit home? Yeah, because I mean, you, you're how long you been in radio? Ten years? Nine. So I'm. This is what twenty seven for me now. Goodness, I think twenty twenty four is t- right. Yeah, ninety seven is when I started. So, um, every day headphones on, even if you don't have them cranked, mm-hmm. you have headphones on every single day and, you know, with that sound right in your ears, not to mention all of the shows that I went to back. Yeah, you know, not using when I was earbuds. in music radio, going to concerts, working at concerts, working at nightclubs, you know, the loud, obviously how loud that was. Yeah, no, never wore ear protections ever. Never even occurred to me to wear ear protection when I was doing, going to concerts or working nightclubs. So all of that. And I, and, and it, the, the conversation they were having today was so like, it, it hit home so much because they're talking about, I've made it a joke and it's been going on like since grace was a kid. So this isn't like something that's new in my house. Like my Christine and my kids, they will, they'll joke with how bad my hearing is. I'll hear them because what I do as a kind of a funny way to compensate and as a way to make people speak up Mm -hmm. is when I don't hear them say, if I hear them talking in the other room or calling me or saying something and I don't understand it, I literally will just repeat back the most, like what I really heard, which is always the most ridiculous thing in the world. Absolutely. You know, just totally. Yeah. Yeah, Like dinner's ready. Like you said, you're, you're going steady. Like what are you (laughs) talking? Like, you know, like it could just be anything. Yeah. And, and people are, that you know, makes them always like, oh, dad, you know, like I said, and then are very clear, but it really is a real thing. Like, Wearing headphones every day. It does mess with your hearing. It, yeah. Tinnitus I'm, is That's what real... I'm afraid of. Tinnitus so oh, badly. I'm I sleep, so afraid. I have to sleep with the I have to sleep with the white noise every night because of the ringing. I'm so afraid of that. And then I have one of my biggest pet peeves, and I it could be because I've been in radio now for the last nine years. But one of my biggest pet peeves is when people mumble. Mm. I don't know why or when they like talk really soft. Like even when like they, like Joe Biden. Yes, I, it it sends me into ultimate rage, cringe mode. I hate it so much, and so that's what I'm also like trying to gauge if people are ta- like if they're actually speaking softly or if they're speaking loudly and I can't hear them. I have a while until that happens to me. I think I still have about ten. Keep more Keep telling years. yourself that. I got ten more years. Ten Keep more good years in my that. years. But that's the that's because like, I've been doing this for at least ten years. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
Do you think that, but you don't think that you started to have some hearing problems? Uh, yes. Absolutely. 10 years in. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But I was also in music radio. Like I said, I was also going to a lot of Yeah, concerts. this is as far as it's I was working a lot of, of nightclubs and, you know, really, lo- you know, and loud DJ booths and things like that. I have great hearing. That's what sc- I, I have really good hearing. It scares the daylights out of me. Hmm. That tinnitus is no joke. It is no joke. Mm. And some nights it is wild Eesh. how loud it is. Mm hmm. Not fun. But I'll tell you what, like those, those sound machines, like white noise. Or- I'll put on like a white noise YouTube channel or something and sleep with it. And it that's is, the ticket. It really does make mm-hmm. a, a, a big difference. So, uh, so now yeah. let me crank up. That's the how we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's our day. How are you guys? Thanks for being here. <laughs> Uh, we have got a lot, uh, we got great guests to talk to today. Of course, it's Tuesday, which means Crane Durham from nothingbuttruth.com will be joining us here in just about 10 minutes, and he'll spend most of the rest of the hour with us. Want to get into a lot of the issues of the day with him. Uh, and then in just about an hour, a little less than an hour, just after three o'clock, State Representative Phil Cristofanelli is going to be joining us. He is a representative of parts of St. Charles County, including St. Peter's. And we're going to talk to the representative about what's happening, of course, in the Capitol, but also focus on his press release today on a fi- on the House filing a resolution in support of Texas's efforts to secure the southern border. States across the country, including Missouri, are getting involved with what's happening down at the southern border. And I think it's a good I think it's it's for good reason. We've heard, you know, it's kind of a um, it's a little cliche or, you know, like people are you know probably getting sick of hearing. Well, every state's a border state. But that is 100 percent the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can say it's a you know, you, you can you can. You could say that people are, are, you know, using little funny slogans or sayings when, you know, when they say that, but it's the truth. Yeah. Every state is a border state. What's happening down at the southern border is affecting every state, every, every state in the country and is going to be a huge part of the 2024 election. So looking forward to talking to state representative Phil Cristofanelli about that um, press release. And his resolution today. Speaking of Jeff City, there was progress today. There was movement in Jeff City. Mm-hmm. They, uh, the how the Senate there, Republican senators reached an agreement today on advancing initiative petition changes. Hello, and confirming a slate of Governor Mike Parson's appointments. After senators approved the appointments, the upper chamber adjourned. The Senate committee then swiftly voted out a measure. Altering the initiative, the initiative petitions, sending it to the Senate floor for further action. Senator Bill Eigel, who's obviously been at the heart of all of this, said, quote, I know that there's been a lot of attention on the kind of pressure we've been putting on leadership in the Senate chamber. It's working fantastically. We're very pleased with the results. We're going to continue to put pressure on there to ensure that this bill and other priorities of the Republican brand continue to move. Listen. It's Tuesday. It's still early in the week. Mm-hmm. After what happened at the end of last week and what and how everybody was feeling at the end of last week, and I think how everybody was feeling when the week started yesterday morning, it didn't feel like there was going to be anything getting done. It didn't. It felt like we were at a complete stalemate. Mm-hmm. So the fact that anything got advanced or any progress was made today, I think, is a huge win. And it it is 
not only did was there movement, there was movement on the right things. Yes. Particularly the Constitution Amendment process, which needs desperately to be fixed and needs to be addressed and needs to not be punted or forgotten or timed out like we've seen in so many other legislative sessions over the last couple of years. It needs to be addressed. So the fact that that's something that got a little bit of movement today is uh, optimistic for once. (laughs) Yeah, I heard Mike and Susie talking about that this morning. And if you guys want to go check that out, make sure you listen to Mike Ferguson in the morning. Their podcast is really, really great. I heard them talking about it this morning. And it's funny because there's a they mentioned this. There's a lot of wonkiness to these policies. There's a lot of when we talk about initiative petition reform, Mm -hmm. that that's a wonky type of subject and there's many many others like that that happen when we talk about debates or filibusters yeah. and this and that if you walk around and you say initiative petition to the average it's like, huh? they're, they're not going to be able to explain exactly what that is no but when they read what when you explain what it is when you talk about the fact that the missouri constitution has right. 119 amendments right which is just absurd people as soon as they understand it are again I've, I've never met anybody i've never talked to anybody that doesn't think that this needs to be reformed so the, and this is why it's so great because these topics are very wonky and mike nailed it by saying you know you can get into the weeds and fall down this rabbit hole whenever we start talking about these big issues that you can get lost in the shuffle but to me this argument that happened last week and this falling out and the drama that happened of last week really propels Missourians to start paying attention to the policies that are being debated. And even someone like myself who can get lost in some of these things, especially when we're talking about amendments, 119 of them to our Constitution, you start to pay attention when there is a little bit of drama that makes you say, well, Why is the drama happening in the first place? So we didn't last week think that people were going to move forward and that there was going to be some things done. Now that there is movement, I think I have a lot of confidence in Missourians to start looking at these things and saying, "Okay, we came out hot and heavy for a couple of reasons. What are they? Yeah, it might have been the drama is drama. Mm hmm. But it might have been the way yeah, to it, get people maybe interested. That's a great point. If it, if it gets people interested and if it gets people informed, if they are now wanting to understand what is at the heart of some of these issues, maybe want to go. Maybe they want to go to Jeff City. Yeah, they're maybe looking they want to go to our capital. Th- what they're looking into what the details of these issues are, and yeah, that they education and that involvement and that motivation to get involved is never a bad thing. Mm-mm. No matter how you get there. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, we're going to talk to Crane Durham here in just a few minutes. Definitely want to get his thoughts on this story, switching gears from Missouri state representatives to United to Missouri U.S. representatives. Corey Bush is under a Justice Department investigation over alleged misuse of security funds. This is something we've talked a whole lot about. The Justice Department is investigating squad member Representative Corey Bush over the alleged misuse of government funds intended to pay for her security. The probe is related to allegations of federal security money being spent improperly, according to sources. A subpoena announced uh, uh, announcement was read on the House floor today. Or yesterday, excuse me. And sources said that it is related to the investigation into Cori Bush. Bush notably has spent more than $500,000 on her own private security 
all while publicly advocating to defund the police. Of course. Bush's husband and former security guard, Courtney Merritt's, uh, whom she married in February of last year, has pocketed more than $100,000 in payments since Bush added him to her campaign's payroll in January of 2022 for what they marked as security payments originally and has now been switched. The description of those payments have been switched, switched to wage expenses. Um, in the uh, Congresswoman's bookkeeping. The Watchdog Group Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust, otherwise known as FACT, mm. yeah, also filed a complaint asking the Federal Election Commission to investigate whether Bush used campaign funds for personal use, citing the $60,000 in payments in 2022 for security services provided to Merits, saying, quote, it appears... Rep. Bush's campaign may have made payments for services that were unnecessary or above fair market value because of her personal relationship with the payee, unquote. That was from FACT Executive Director uh, Kendra Arnold uh, in the complaint. She goes on to say in the complaint, quote, if so, these payments would qualify as either impermissible payments to a family member or an impermissible gift. Therefore, we request the FEC investigate whether Rep. Bush converted campaign funds for personal use by paying a salary that was not a bona fide service at fair market value. Ultimately, if one or more campaign laws are found to have been broken, we request the FEC hold the respondents accountable, unquote. That is all in the complaint filed to the um, FEC. So not nothing new not a new story something that we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. but maybe being held to account for misusing campaign funds to pay her husband and 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 then not only it's double whammy it is because not only is it misuse of campaign funds it's ironic misuse <laughs> of campaign funds because you're paying for security while bashing and trying to defund the police. Is she not, first of all, the worst representation of St. Louis oh. ever? I mean, my God, Missouri. What were, well, I should say St. St. Louis. What were we thinking? Get your what act thinking? together. But also, it, she is a great example of do what I say, not as I do. Is that she? She's always proclaiming, "Defund the police." I'm going to go sleep on the Capitol steps in protest of this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, in the background, misusing campaign funds, paying her husband in a in a, a nefarious manner, and then never ever practicing what she preaches. She is an example of someone, and I think a lot of the people that are members of the squad are also guilty of this. It's disappointing, but they are all flash and all show and no substance. That is what they are. Yeah. They're the biggest, the grandest amount of showmanship speaking in like, you know, jazz hands and all that stuff. <laughs> they just are show offs and have no substance to back up anything that they ever say. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. You, you nailed it with, with Cory Bush. But also, so many of these progressive left 
Democrats on, on the national level, the state level, I mean, just across the board, the, the do as I say, not as I do, the follow... I'll make the rules for you to follow, but I don't have to follow them. I I'll mean, just there's, do me. there's just, there's a laundry list. I mean, going back to COVID, you know, that, you know, nobody travel except I need to travel to go visit family because I miss them. Nobody go on vacation except I can go on vacation because I know what I'm doing. Nobody get your hair did because, uh, mm-hmm. because you it's, it's, Unsafe to go, uh, you know, we'll cough on the hairstyle together, but I'll go, but I'll go get, I'll go get my hair done because I, because I'm, I know what I'm doing and I'm better than you. I mean, it's, it's just it's when these across people, the board. When these people speak though, like Cori Bush, listen to them because they're, she doesn't care about police. She doesn't care about defending and making sure people are safe in St. Louis. What she cared about was getting to the next level in her career. And then telling and dictating everything else that everybody should be doing all while she's chilling, all while she gets mm-hmm. to do whatever she wants, whenever she wants it. It's just a dis- it's so disappointing that she's mm-hmm. from Missouri. It's yeah. so disheartening. Yeah. Not only does she get not only does she get the security of of a essentially a police force that she's trying to take away from everybody else. She's getting the benefit of that security while enriching her personal life yes improperly with funds from her campaign it's it's so disgusting so wrong Mm -hmm. and it's good to see that their steps are being taken to hold her to account by the biden administration gotta give gotta give that administration props is it them? Yeah, they're the people that uh, ordered the investigation from the uh, Department of Justice. Oh, well, fantastic. Somebody's doing something. I'm sure that'll make friends within the Democratic Party. Sure. I want to get uh, Crane Durham's thoughts on what's happening with Cori Bush. Also, the latest in Jeff City. And uh, also, they have an unbelievable piece of sound that I want to play for you and get your thoughts on. And... Uh, cranes as well uh, regarding the terrible tragedy with the uh, attack on U.S. military members yesterday that we reported on. Three service members died and according to the White House, they died in service of the Biden administration. Wow. Yeah. This is one of the... This is... This is one of the deepest holes so bad. that the administration has dug itself. It's not a good look at all. We'll talk about that and much more with Crane Durham next on Columbo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101-994-1 News Talk STL. I'm Tony Colombo here in studio with my partner Katie Fitzpatrick. And joining us on the line as he does every week at this time is our good friend Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. And Crane, of course, as we start this conversation, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. And we go to hug, but we both... Come away from each other, look at each other, and shake our heads. And we're thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. What is going on in America today? Yeah. What? And, and we're on the same page. We, what's that? I said we're on the same page. 
We're on the same. It's yeah. a knowing. It's a knowing look. It's a knowing look of concern and disappointment. So true, and it, it is beginning ostensibly to impact some people in power. And when it directly impacts them, wow, what happens? Mm. You might. Get- you are so right, and we are starting to see that develop uh, it, both nationally and uh, locally. Lots to talk about. I don't know if you heard us. We touched on uh, the latest yeah. out of Jeff City in that first segment. We also talked about Corey Bush and this DOJ investigation over her alleged misuse of security funds. As I mentioned, Crane, the, the situation with uh, Corey Bush is nothing new. Uh, what is new, though, is that uh, politicians being maybe held accountable for for their actions. Um, it, we'll see. You know, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. But what do you make of this investigation, alleged investigation into Congresswoman Cori Bush and her uh, misuse of funds, paying her husband for security when he was an unlicensed uh, not licensed to provide the services in the first place, and also, ironically, while she's campaigning on defunding the police. Yeah, that irony uh, kicks me, yeah. because we really have people who are supposed to be vessels for us to carry the message to Washington and to be looking out for us. She embraces a policy that has and continues to have a very deleterious effect on law enforcement and people being safe. And St. Louis is not a bastion of safety. In fact, the crime rate is one of the top in the nation. And it's unfortunate. I don't like saying that, but it's a reality. And that's the point. The point is, if we never deal with that issue, actual problem, you don't deal with crime, it's not going to go away. It's going to get worse. You don't deal with Iran, it's going to get worse. I digress. Only to say this. Now, she needs security. My question is, where are all these threats coming from? She says there's a ton of threats. And how does she square that with the defund the police? Hmm. I hope it's not just the, the great Colombo and Katie asking that question. I hope we actually have somebody in the fourth estate that dares to ask, hey, square these for me. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are listening in St. Louis and around the nation and saying, why is it you have a double standard? Crane, you and I care, and a lot of people listening care about this issue and about, uh, you know, holding not only Cori Bush, but uh, every politician, you know, accountable for their actions. Yes. But does it have any impact on the election? The the voters in the city of St. Louis, does this uh does this change any minds and and it, it, you and I have not really touched on this election too much with Wesley Bell, a big name, you know, obviously a big name Democrat who m- might be able to uh remove Cory Bush from that seat. I don't know that that's in the long run, I don't know if that's much of a better situation. It's got to be a, maybe a little bit better of a situation, but I don't think it puts the city, you know, uh, certainly doesn't, you know, turn things around in my opinion. But uh, do, do you think that this? Do you think that this impacts the voters in St. Louis in any way? I do. 
of course, there are going to be the diehards that are going to say, oh, they're going after her because blank. Uh, it's not about actual malfeasance. It's about something else. But there are those who are being impacted by these awful policies or advocating for the likes of defund the police, which was based on a lie. BLM, Black Lives Matter, based on a lie. Mm -hmm. And then it was okay because there's an issue there. When we talk statistically, it's not there. They can't make their case, so they have to go to a crisis and then not tell the truth. Again, I'm digressing only to make the point that we're combating a number of things here. One is a false narrative, and the other is an incumbency, and the other is a reporting of the false narrative as opposed to what is actually impacting the daily lives of her constituents. And if, if, we, if we're in that mix, I think people are feeling crime. And I think there's an opening there for a candidate that wants to make that the case and saying, hey, I, I'm going to not only advocate for the police here, but I'm going to talk generally about law enforcement and see what we can do on the federal level to help out here in St. Louis. When it comes to that election, it, it, the the issues that so many of us have with Cori Bush and her and her attacks on police and um, you know, the uh, just all the worst things, mm -hmm. in my opinion, of progressive politics, you know, being a member of the quote unquote squad and the identity politics and everything else comes along with it. You know, it can it can motivate you to really want to see that person not win the coming election. But can that fervor and then turn into support for a, a candidate like Wesley Bell? who, as I mentioned a moment ago, in the long run, doesn't really do you, it isn't really much better for the country or the area uh, than the person that you're all motivated to remove from office. You understand what I'm saying? Like, is there, is it, is it any better? Is it a step in the right direction? Yeah, is it any better to put, to, to, to put Wesley Bell or, or some, another uh, progressive Democrat in that spot that's just not Cori Bush? Right. Really, that, it, it, it will get better only as much as it contrasts with the policies of Cory Bush. And to have that, truly, you've had to have a, a form of a conservative running and making the case. And believe it or not, you know, I sit back and I think the miracle of Giuliani when he wasn't drunk and everything else, mm. uh, the miracle of him in New York, crime got so bad yeah. that people said, we can get a Republican in there. And I think it's important of uh, parties to make their cases, but especially the Republican Party who can make their case to places where people are feeling the impact of those progressive policies. Remember the Ferguson effect and that you were on site there. Mm -hmm. You have been and you've detailed it. But the idea of the policing pulling back hurt the most vulnerable people in those neighborhoods. No doubt about it. So they were sitting there going, hey, wait a second. Uh, it's not about my race. It's about the behavior and criminal, criminal behavior and targeting that and enforcing the law. 
have we gotten to that point with the have the citizens of St. Louis have the voters of St. Louis got to that point like they got to in New York where they realized that a drastic change has had to be made because until until two months ago I've worked mm-hmm. downtown St. Louis for every day of my life for 27 years and yeah. there was no sign of any change being made. I never saw any real momentum or true desire to change the status quo when it came to party leadership in the in the city of St. Louis. Do you feel like we are getting there? Or are we still uh, just as stuck in the rut as we always have been? I, I think we're stuck in the rut, but we're a little closer to being there. And I know that's both sides of it, but it's the reality. Yeah. Tony, I, I, I've had the privilege of working at the same station as you and being on with you and knowing where we were working in even St. Louis, mm-hmm. we had instances of people actually breaking in while we were there. Okay. Uh, that's pretty bad stuff. And that's directly hitting us. But is it going to change somebody's view of the way we make decisions in this country when it comes to uh, whether it's a federal seat or it's a, a fe- the federal government or the, the state government or the city government, is it going to change us to say, hey, wait a second, this idea that one party is about white supremacy hmm. is totally asinine when I look at the application of their policies. And this party seems to be growing dependence and not have the respect for me to enforce the laws. And, and so I sit back, and, I, and I'm sure I'm like you all, and I go, how is anything really a contest? You have absolute failure from progressive policies. Conservative policies, well, Bill Clinton endorsed those. And guess what? He cut the welfare rolls in half. We actually were winning the war on poverty in that sense of, of dependence. So it's going to take more and more people coming around and as the crime gets worse and worse and worse unfortunately it impacts more and more people so people maybe not there yet but we're getting there that is crane durham from nothingbuttruth.com he's going to stick around i want to talk to crane about what's happening in jeff city with the republican party here on uh, the state level and also want to get uh, Crane's reaction to a statement made by the White House concerning yesterday's tragic attack on U.S. military members and the loss of three United States military lives. Uh, We'll do all that and more with Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com next on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Going to talk to Missouri State Representative Phil Cristofanelli in just a few minutes, just after 3 o'clock. Talk to him about uh, everything happening in Jeff City, including some maybe progress finally being made. Uh, And his new resolution asking for the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, 
to back Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, in his effort to secure the southern border. A new resolution uh, from uh, Representative Chris Finelli that I want to discuss with him as well. So looking forward to that conversation. Right now, we continue with our buddy Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. And speaking of Jeff City, Crane, um, how do you feel about uh, the fact that we actually there was actually a little bit of movement today? They got they they got a a, a little bit of action on the initiative uh, petition process. Um, they're actually, you know, are talking. <laughs> I mean, they, they approved some uh, gubernatorial appointees, which is pretty basic when it comes to the legislative process. But at least at least there's they're, they're speaking. At least they're doing something. And we don't see the stalemate uh, that we saw last week. What do you make of uh, of uh, the most recent situation in uh, in the state capitol? Well, I think at any time you are advancing policy that makes it easier for the voters to understand, and it's not written in the crazy language of certain things where you sit back and you just read something and you go, what did that say? Uh, I think that's a good step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like, do you feel like this is working and do you feel like this is a, it's a, uh, a, a a good thing that this with the the Missouri Freedom Caucus, you know, we we've seen it now at the state level, and of course we've seen it at the national level. We've seen when a when a group of Republicans, you know, in this in these cases, a group of Republicans, but you know, a group of lawmakers, period, you know, get together and hold the line. They can get things done. Now, whether or not you agree with the what they've done. At least there is action being taken. I mean, there was they they there was a new speaker of the house in 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 Washington D.C. and it mm-hmm. looks like they're going to be able. To, you know, they're they're starting to make progress on some of the things uh, that they're fighting for here in the state of Missouri. So mm-hmm. um, uh, whether it's whether it's good or bad, it does seem to be something that is getting mm-hmm. some action accomplished yeah some traction uh is that uh is is this the is this a a dangerous new way of of legislating uh, no i think here's the thing i i go back and i know it's a long time and uh, i'm the old man here Hmm. but i'm sitting back and i'm recognizing the most successful legislative victory for republicans conservatives was, was the contract with america and it specifically said, hey, we get in, we're going to do these things. And anytime I think you bring a choice to the voters now, it, and this goes for both sides, but it's a clear choice. Here's our agenda. Here's what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. OK, and you make that clear, then people know, OK, this is what the what's happening here. I don't appreciate people not accepting the reality of their power in the sense of the size of their caucus or the size of the legislator in the sense that they may run the house but the presidency and the senate are with democrats and so i want them to embrace reality and a part of that is obviously advancing as much as you possibly can before getting a compromise that gets maybe a piece of what you want that you can get there. Mm -hmm. It's the idea of half a pie 
versus no pie. Right. Yeah. So so that goes into something. And I, I don't think negotiating is a bad thing. I think we've gotten to this point where anybody we disagree with, generally speaking, is the establishment. And I think that is a term we throw around. But I think there are people out there who are generally sitting there going, hey, I'm trying to get as much of the conservative policy as I can in here. This is it. This is what we can do. And next, uh, it, tomorrow, the next day, we'll continue to fight. And so I think the way we look at things, we throw up our hands, the establishment wins, never going to change. And so back to your original question, are these things good? Yes, because they provide clarity for the voters. You know, and I think that I think that people I agree with you. I think that negotiating to a certain extent is mm-hmm. is the way to get things done. I, I, I think that, you know, you you have to have an you have to have an open mind. You have to be willing to communicate. You have to be able to you have to be willing to negotiate if you want to get things done however what that what has happened i think over the course of time is that it hasn't been true negotiation it's been pushed it's been getting bullied and and getting pushed over or just completely forgotten and so when a group comes in and draws the line and says look we're tired of this we're tired of we're tired of 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 you know, hearing publicly from all these different politicians that and all these different groups that they're going to go and they're going to do something, they're going to make progress in this area, and things keep just keep not happening. And so we're and so we're drawing a line in the sand, and and we're and we're not going to take any less than exactly what we're we're asking for. And I think that although most people, I think, think like you and I do, Crane, that you should be willing to negotiate and you should be willing to communicate to get your point across. We're sick of we're sick of of inaction. We're sick of being told one thing, but things never getting accomplished. So when you hear when you see a group digging in their heels like this, whether that mm-hmm. whether that behavior is exactly the the most productive way to do things or, or not, it's 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 very uh, motivating, and it, and it's something that you can get behind because you're you're tired of of inaction. Very true. It's recognizing that it's a crisis level, and I need to only look at the immigration. And from what I understand, that's coming out of the Senate of uh, how many they're going to still allow before they take action within the bill, so to speak. Uh, and I think it's five thousand, but it, you know that is. A thousand is terrible coming in. Uh, specific pieces of that legislation that people are talking about. And knowing that when the president says he disagrees with something or wants action, he has a pen on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard that before. Oh, we yeah. don't see the of one Joe Biden because he could do this. He already is empowered by the law to stop this crisis and, and make it happen. So then it becomes... As we're talking about groups standing up and doing the right thing, it becomes about the fourth estate and dealing with them and getting the message out and making your case to the American people. And I think one of the best things that Donald Trump, former President Trump said and did was to bring victims of illegal immigration Mm. policies that resulted in the death of their family members. Because there's the reality and the press can't can't uh, not 
cover it because they have to cover it because it's the State of the Union mm-hmm. and uh, they have to tear it up. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking Let's of democracy. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. Uh, speaking of this Biden administration, I want to I want to play this piece of sound for you and get your reaction. Katie, you heard this, right? You, I did you hear listen it. To this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's two things here, Crane. This this piece of sound was sent to me by uh, our good friend Jeff Fitter over at Super Smokers. So I really appreciate this because it's from TikTok, and I wouldn't have seen it because I'm not on TikTok. So I'm I'm appreciative of Jeff sending this to me so we could hear it. So the first part is Corinne Jean-Pierre at the at the White House addressing the the tragedy of three troops being killed in combat in the Middle East and how pathetic how she can't even get this statement out of her she can't even get it out uh, in in any respectful fashion Mm -hmm. And then that is followed by the reaction of a military wife to what Corinne Jean-Pierre just said. So here's this here's this sound, and then I want to get your 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 thoughts on it. Obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out, and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three three brave uh, three brave uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave who are always fighting who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration. Hi, Corinne, military wife here. Just so you know, the United States military does not fight on behalf of your administration doesn't fight on behalf of any administration. The United States military fights on behalf of the United States and the United States Constitution. The three U.S. soldiers who were killed in Jordan over the weekend and the 34 others who were injured were there defending the freedom and liberty of Americans. This is what happens when you hire a black lesbian simply because she's a black lesbian and not because she's any good at her job. It should be illegal to be this incompetent. Three U.S. soldiers are dead. And the most this woman has to offer is to mumble some incoherent sounds like a stroke victim. Now, maybe if we had a president who knew his head from a hole in the wall, whose fortitude on the world stage was stronger than a wet spaghetti noodle, we wouldn't have dead soldiers and a press secretary who has all the intellectual capacity of a bean sprout. Crane, something tells me that that uh, that woman is not the only military family member, military wife, or member of the military mm-hmm. that is as fed up as possible mm-hmm. with this administration, yeah. especially after we see three troops killed uh, in the last in the yeah. last day. And I love what she said. I, I my heart goes out to her as it as it does for all of those who are impacted by this terrorist attack and many terrorist attacks over time that have not been properly assessed and responded to and therefore weakness invites aggression. What she said was this person is really not qualified to be there and you can tell that by how bad she is at her job but we shouldn't be making the the choice based on sexual preference and identity politics. Yeah, and I thought that I, I thought that is right on, and yeah. I think we we need to say that's un-American if we do that. It is un-American. America is about making it on the content of your character, so that's a big part of it, and showing just the gross incompetence. I mean, I, I think they brought in uh, what was it? Uh, they they brought in Kirby to take half her job because she's so yes. ripping bad at it. 
Unfortunately, nobody's done that for Kamala yet, who was chosen perhaps not for her stellar communication strategy and grasp of the issues, but rather, oh, I need, I said I wanted a person of color. Yep. Uh, a black woman. Yeah, checking identity bo- te- checking identity yeah. politics boxes. And I have another story a little bit later on uh, this afternoon that I'm hopefully get to about Mark Cuban very publicly and and how he could be facing a a lawsuit now because he's publicly been talking about how he hires people uh, based on mm-hmm. the color of their skin. High up CEO. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And and was bragging about it, and then and and people are saying, including a a government EEOC uh, lawyer who called him out mm-hmm. on Twitter and said, "You know that that's racist, right? right. You know that that's right. like you can't you can't do that." And then yeah, not only does she not only was was the identity politics addressed, but just the fact that that this White House, this administration, can't even figure out how they want to say a hard, you know. A passionate, their, heartfelt yeah, message. A heartfelt message yeah. to the troops. They can't even call right. the what brave person, brave, brave people, folks. these folks, and then the who who fight for our administration. I mean, they couldn't. She couldn't have made more mistakes, and it's and it's uh, it's it's very cool to see yeah. her called we're out reading, by somebody we're and this yeah. in a book or seeing it on television. You say, oh, that there's no way somebody could be that bad. Yeah, it's not believable. No, no it's believable because of what we see. You're exactly yeah. right. That is Crane Durham from nothingbuttruth.com. Crane, thanks as always for your time this afternoon. Look forward to talking to you next week. Of course, you can hear Crane every Tuesday afternoon here with us on Columbo and Katie and always at nothingbuttruth.com and on the Nothing But Truth Facebook page. Crane, have a great rest thanks. of your day, my friend. Thanks so much. Thank you. I love you both. Thank right. you. Back Take at care. you, buddy. And we are going to talk to Missouri State Representative Phil Cristofanelli. He is going to join us to talk about his resolution about the southern border. And we'll get an update on everything happening in Jeff City next on Colombo and Katie.